This week, former Valiant Pharma Bosch Health investors bring fraudulent transfer claims in New Jersey, Talon bonds plunge, Reorg publishes analysis of U.S. credits with heavy exposure to Russia and Ukraine, and Cora reaches deal on up-tier exchange. Hello and welcome to the Reorg Podcast, where we bring the latest developments in high yield, distress, and bankruptcy. I'm David Zupkis. Julian Belong will be joining me for the week in review. We'll be taking a brief recess from our D-Dive segment this week, but we'll be back next week with more premium content. We'd also like to let listeners know that from May 4th to 5th, in partnership with FT Live, Rear will be hosting a brand new two-day Global Alternative Credit Summit, bringing together leading investors, borrowers, lenders, regulators, and advisors from the U.S., EMEA, and Asia. More than 50 confirmed senior industry professionals will look at how private credit is evolving and shaking up debt markets, assessing the key drivers behind its current rate of growth, and where the industry will go from here. Reorg subscribers are eligible for a discounted digital pass. Please reach out to a Reorg representative for more details. It's Friday, April 1st. A group of former Valiant Pharmaceutical Bosch Health institutional investors on Thursday sued the company in a New Jersey state court seeking a declaration that transfers related to the company's anticipated spinoff of its Division Health assets are voidable as fraudulent transfers under the New Jersey Voidable Transactions Act. The plaintiffs say that the Bosch Plus Lom IPO, which the company announced in August 2020, would spin off the company's cash-rich Vision Health assets into a new company, which leaves Bosch Health in a significantly worse financial position. According to the plaintiffs, the transaction will leave Bosch Health in a dire financial position position and unable to satisfy their claims for $4.2 billion in damages. Bosch Health will receive proceeds from the new financing associated with the IPO, but the plaintiffs contend that the proceeds of the debt raised do not constitute reasonably equivalent value for Bosch Health's Vision Health business. Bosch Health settled a shareholder securities fraud class action related to the Valiant scheme for $1.21 billion in 2019, but the fraudulent transfer plaintiffs opted out of the deal and continued to pursue their claims in a New Jersey federal court. The plaintiffs accused the company's management of misleadingly downplaying the value of their claims to investors and the media in the run-up to the IPO. Reorg has learned that J.P. Morgan and Citibank are each preparing debtor-in-possession financing packages to present to Talent Energy. The reporting follows a plunge on Thursday by more than 20 points on the company's 2025 and 2026 notes. According to sources, a single institution sold as much as $140 million of the notes. The plunge comes as investors wait for the release of fourth quarter earnings. Talon also faces issues with the cost of its hedging program. During 2021, Talon Energy disclosed material increases in the amount of collateral posted related to power hedging agreements. As power prices increased relative to where Talon initiated its short positions, which it routinely uses to hedge against its own power production, the company was forced to post additional collateral. As power prices in the PJM market, a market that represented 85% of Talon's 2020 generation by megawatt hours, have remained high in 2022, investors have expressed concerns about Talon's liquidity being further constrained by elevated collateral posting requirements. According to analysis by Reorg, if Talon were to file for bankruptcy, hedge counterparties could sweep collateral posted by the company because the automatic stay, barring credit or collection activity triggered upon a bankruptcy filing, is subject to safe harbor exceptions for counterparties to a wide range of derivatives contracts. If you would like to access Reorg's in-depth analysis of Talon, please reach out to a Reorg representative. Encore has reached an agreement with the requisite number of creditors to transact a non-pro-rata up-tiering exchange that includes the issuance of $250 million of new super senior 2026 notes and exchange of unsecured notes due 2027 into new $473 million 1.25 lien notes due 2027 and the extension of $450 million of the existing $643.5 million 8.5% notes due 2024 to new bonds due in November 2026 and November 2027 according to sources. 
Under the terms of the transaction, the company will issue the new super senior notes due to the members of a group supporting secured note holders represented by Davis Polk and Evercore. The group holds at least two-thirds of the secured notes due 2024, and with the issuance of the additional 2026 notes, it will hold more than two-thirds of the 2026 bonds as well, the source has said. The transaction will reduce cash interest expenses and secure much-needed liquidity for the Platinum Sponsor Company as it faces pressure from suppliers and a potential qualified opinion on its annual financial report, the sources have said. The deal was reached mainly with the support of the largest holders of the 8.5% 2024 note holders, including PIMCO and Silverpoint, which together are the largest holders of the company's debt across the capital stack, as well as Carlyle and Platinum, which hold 13.125% unsecured notes. An ad hoc group of secured note holders represented by Aiken Gump that may hold as much as a third of the existing 9% 2026 senior secured notes is likely to challenge a transaction as its members would have their covenants stripped and become unsecured bondholders, which is permitted if the deal has the support of holders of two-thirds of the secured bonds. Amending the debt baskets requires support of a majority of the unsecured notes, which the company achieved through the exchange of the 13.125% unsecured notes for super-priority bonds. The supporting majority unsecured note holders are presented by Paul Weiss and Greenhill. Since Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th, just at the tail end of the corporate earnings season, an increasing number of listed U.S. high-yield companies have disclosed impacts of the invasion on their financial performance. These vary from hits to revenue to impacts on assets and access to crucial raw materials located in Russia or the Ukraine. Reorg has identified listed U.S. high-yield credits with notable levels of exposure to Russia and Ukraine using our full-text transcript search and databases of press releases and SEC filings. The situation is fast-moving, and we expect more companies to report exposure, especially those that released earnings before February 24th. This is particularly the case for companies that have indirect impacts, whether through higher commodity prices or broad sector exposures. The list of companies includes 8th Avenue Food and Provisions, Arconic, Associated Asphalt Partners, and several others. Further detail on Reorg's analysis of these credits and other in-depth analysis of distressed assets are available to subscribers at reorg.com. If you are interested in becoming a subscriber, please reach out to a Reorg representative. Top Red Stories this week included New York bankruptcy judge sends Moby's tortious interference claims against Morgan Stanley, dissenting bondholder back to state court. Delaware joins growing consensus on calculation of post-petition interest in solvent debtor cases. MD Helicopters, whose equity holders, lenders include Zohar entities, files Chapter 11 in Delaware with stocking horse purchase agreement from pre-petition lenders. Aldrich Pump ACC says two-step litigation stay would maximize debtors' power and leverage in cases, urges court to maintain original dual litigation path. Kathy Ta, our week ahead specialist, is taking a much-needed break, so I'll be doing my best to cover for her this week. On Monday, April 4th, in the Just Energy cases, a hearing on ERCOT's motion dismissed the debtor's complaint to recover no less than $274 million of $335 million of payments made to ERCOT in the wake of Storm Uri. On Tuesday, April 5th, in the Alto Maipo cases, a hearing on the debtor's motion to assume their third amended restructuring support agreement, as well as approval of disclosure statement. Also on April 5th, in the Lime Tree Bay cases, both the debtor's hearing on conditional approval of the disclosure statement and the UCC's motion dismiss are up for consideration by Judge David Jones. Thank you again for listening to this Reorg Weekly Review. Find all our podcasts on the Reorg.com webinars and podcast page as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great weekend and see you next Friday.